Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and giving excerpts about the exception. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, enjoy I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. How's it everyone? Welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with myself, Audrey Naidu. My guest today is Ryan Saab, MD of King James Group, and our topic today is centered around the convergence of creative and media, a trending topic in the industry and the long-awaited shake-up. Very excited to be diving into this conversation today. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Great to have you with us. Hi, Audrey. It's great to be here. You are MD of King James Digital, Johannesburg, and in your spare time, you are a digital marketing lecturer with Wits Business School for the last 11 years. Tell us a bit about your journey. Yeah, so, so Audrey, um, my journey started about 14 years ago. Um, I was uh, I started off as a sales rep, kind of selling Google ads. Um, it was the first job out of Varsity. Um, seemed easy enough. I pretty much was cold calling businesses and asking them if they would like to be on the top of Google. Um, that was that was the, the, the beginning of the journey. And it was early days of Google ads or Google AdWords. And, and businesses wanted to dominate that space in search. Um, from there, the journey kind of evolved into into I, I left that that sales job and started a kind of a, an agency from my from the, the the study in my in my parents' house, and and kind of grew it out from there. Um, and then uh, about ten nine years ago, I started kind of writing curriculum and, and realizing that there was a need for for content. Um, and I wrote the curriculum for the Triple A School of Advertising back then in digital marketing and lectured it. And then went on to to join Wits Business School um, in a role as a lecturer there, um, and I've done the masters, the MBA, well, the, the the masters of business administration, the masters of marketing, and a few other courses for them as their their sessional lecturer uh, in digital um, across the different full time and part time courses. So really enjoyed that journey because teaching digital marketing and media means that you you really have to kind of uh, package it differently than than when you're dealing with clients and brands. Um, and that has definitely given me a deeper understanding and, and a different way of, of framing framing digital to to students and and uh, people in the profession. Yeah, that's interesting. So both an academic and a business person. So, somewhat. I don't know which one I'm better at, but I, I'm trying to do both. <laughs> <laughs> so so King James, being an independent creative agency for over twenty years now, has been acquired by Accenture recently. What does it mean for your business? So yeah, we're we're in this process with the Accenture acquisition. Um, it's 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 been released to the public, and and we're in a process now with the Competitions Commission. So this is all subject to to the deal closing um, with the, after the Competitions Commission assessment. Um, but the, the the thing we're really excited about is that you have this, and I, and I know you've had Hayden on on the podcast before, but we have this this business kind of focus with Accenture and their technology and business experience enablement with their with their clients. And then you have this creative powerhouse in King James, um, also enabled by tech and media, and and you know our our, our, social, our social ability and different social channels as well. And we're we're incredibly excited to be working not just in like an, an agency network, but through a through the ability to go to market in very exciting and, and new ways, both with Accenture clients and King James clients. So it's a it's the 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 story that we we very much wanted to weave, and and, and Alistair and James. You know, over the 24 years of building their business, they've always said to us as their partners, we, we have to, if we're ever going to do this, it has to be the right fit. 
and and this Accenture deal seemed like like exactly what we wanted to do to to open up the next chapter. Um, what it really means for us, I think, is you know the, these our our creative ability to speak to customers at the end of that entire value chain of product development and and digitization of businesses and services and value propositions um, is the perfect add-on to what Accenture uh, and, and Accenture Interactive is building globally and, and where the South African and African play. So expansion, growth, and very exciting times for, for all of us and especially our, our staff and our clients. Yeah, definitely an exciting time for you guys. But in your in your current space, where do you see the biggest disruption happening now? Well, in the I'll talk a bit about the that you know the the topic of intersection of creativity and media. One of the the the, the trends I'm seeing is, and, and I know you again you, you spoke to Marcel a little while back as well, and this whole martech, mad tech, ad tech, you know, ad tech and marketing tech making mad tech, and. And the sale of these solutions and these these packages into businesses, whether it's the you know the GMP stack or um, Salesforce or Marketing Cloud um, or Adobe, the, these tools are starting to be a very large driving factor into into marketing automation and, and mar- marketing technology and, and digitization. Now, there's there's, there's often large financial inve- capital investments and time investments into these products, and in the sale of the tech, they're then trying to backwards integrate into into the creative studio or the creative product. So I'm seeing um, tech and advertising or t- tech solutions being sold into businesses as a as a solution for kind of business performance and digitization. Um, but there there isn't always necessarily the integration into the creative product from from that standpoint. So it's a creative runs in in its own silo uh, in, in in parallel. And I believe that one of the one of the disrupting changes that we're going to see, or that we're starting to see now, is how these creative agencies are are going to execute through through the ad tech that is being sold in to to, to corporates and businesses in South Africa. Yeah, I think you make an interesting point around mad tech or more tech. So, how would you define this? Because in my mind. Um, we we look at two perspectives and you mentioned it in terms of investing in new tech stacks for businesses uh looking at integration of data the way people measure um their campaigns and uh effectiveness of marketing but how do you s- differentiate this tech between the external partners which is media and creative and then your brand uh, you know advertisers um, do you so I'm seeing a convergence here right it's it's so the media there's I, mean, I see three parts to the puzzle really there is the the creative product the creative ideation so if we go from kind of the, the creative side through the channels that you spoke about so we have brands briefing in agencies to come up with creative ideas to to, to execute on a specific campaign or product launch or whatever it may be right there's a creative product the outcome of the creative product often has to go into some form of production. So there's this production element and that often sits within the creative creative product. Then there's this expectation that there's this, this media amplification and that is executed um, through, through advertising and marketing technologies. Often what, what is also starting to happen now is that the creative, the creative product is informed by research, which often can also come out of these technologies and, and marketing and advertising tech because they have big data sets behind them, right? They have, um, they, they, they have kind of um, audience segments and targeting. 
and that's now starting to become part of the creative ideation product product as well. So it's all it's all interconnected in 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 my view. Um, not always being being interconnected as well as it it could or should be for specific brands and products. And then you have the measurement side of it. So you, you have the media execution and, and then the measurement and then obviously the reporting and the insights, which is supposed to then re-inform the creative product again. So the learnings from from the engagement or the performance of the creative and product production of that of that creative idea and the way it was bought and, and amplified should be fed back into that creative product again. Um, and that's that's kind of that like I see it as a as a as kind of a, a flywheel loop that that keeps informing itself and 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 enhancing itself over time. So not really a linear process, more of an integrated approach. Absolutely. And do you agree that both creative and media are at a tipping point due to the influx of tech in that environment? So absolutely, Audrey. I believe that the the ad tech is bringing creative and media back together. So, you know, long before my time in, in this industry, um, if you go back to the, the, the Mad Men days, I guess, and a little bit after that, creative execution and media buying were, were, were inside a single entity to an extent. You would, you would creatively ideate a, a TV commercial and you would execute and buy that as well. And then as the, the revenue and the growth of media as a standalone function grew, it was kind of split out from the creative product. Um, and it's lived that way for many, many years and has grown into its own industry, as we, as we can all see. It's a, it's a massive industry in, in terms of media buying. Um, but the ad tech is starting to, I feel, can, can start to reintegrate the media product back into the creative solve so that they're, they're better, better and more integrated than they have been for a while. Um, and, and the need for measurability, the need for, for serving uh, efficacy and, and performance, as well as making sure that you have the right creative message resonating with the right audience, is going to bring those industries back together in my mind. Um, it is taking some time because the creative product is, is, has been so divorced from the media execution for so long that it's now, it's now going to take some time to come back together. I understand within... Within King James, you have different divisions and you have media and creative sitting side by side with each other. How does that process work for you? So the, the business has, has always had like a, a, a mantra around idea explosion um, and that an idea can come from anywhere first and foremost. So within King James, we have multiple areas of, of, of expertise. We have, you know, we have a, a PR um, uh, proficiency, we have a media and data analytics proficiency, and obviously the, the very well-known creative product of what we do, which lives um, and gets executed both digitally and traditionally. So we're seeing that sometimes an idea or a brief that comes in from a client, if we interrogate it, um, doesn't always have to be creatively led. Um, we're, we're starting to, to look at the, the fact that a, a brief can be creatively led or media led depending on what both the budget timing and the, the required outcome or the ask is by the client. Now, to say something is media-led doesn't mean that it has no creative input or product. Or to say something is creatively-led doesn't mean that it has no media input or strategy or, or, or function around it. But sometimes the, there is a primary leader within a, within a campaign ask or, or a client brief. And within that... Um, the, the example may be that to find the right audience um, with, you know, with a straightforward value proposition for a finite performance outcome within a one-month campaign may mean that we lead with media 
where the media strategist will come up with the the audience, the channels, um, the budgets, and the performance. And through that, we will then inform the, the creative product or the creative ex- uh, production uh, against a very hard-selling media ask. Um, on, on, on the other side, you, you have this, this creative brief where it's maybe reimagining a new product or, or a new launch of a, of a, of a product within a, within a certain category or division. And that requires that it's first creatively led in terms of the idea, the narrative, the value proposition, and then it's briefed into media to amplify that message. So we're, we're seeing it can work both ways. And we approach it that way to not always say there's only one way to solve a, a client brief. And that's through, you know, hard, hardworking, uh, creative production execution. Sometimes it is, it, is a, it is a performance ask that is media led first. That's that's an approach that we're we're working on and is is proving quite quite valuable. You know, when you have clients across financial services, FMCG, um, banking, automotive, we, we've got to realize that different asks that come from the same category or separate categories can be answered differently. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it should be bespoke solutions depending on your client, the product, the goal, and your consumer. Absolutely. Yes, so would you define creative in its current state? Is it linear production of digital creative, as in banners, social media posts, videos? Or is it time for creative re-engineering to to happen right now? Audrey, when I think of that question, the challenge is, if I take it back to, to one of my earlier answers, is that we have those three areas in my mind. We have creative ideation, we have production, and then we have media, which is the amplification function. And the creative ideation needs to, to, to when, when you creatively think of a product, you have to understand how it's going to be produced in all its moving parts and assets. But then you further have to understand how it's going to be amplified. Um, and as the world's progressing, you know, this, this, this question of sequential messaging or sequential marketing, for example, may require that the, the creative product and the production of that, that creative idea needs to think about the, the channel it lives on and how that sequentially plays out, right? YouTube has has recently spoken about, you know, five different ways that you can sequentially serve a YouTube format. Um, and in that process, that has to be, that has to reimagine production and it has to reimagine how the creative idea can be executed. So I, I think that, that, that creative and, and production and media are working closer together as time goes on. But what I'm seeing from some of the work coming out that I'm consuming as a consumer, whether it's a YouTube pre-roll or a Facebook um, GIF or a Facebook lead advert or a, uh, an Instagram story, whatever it may be that I'm, or a display banner or a remarketing banner, I'm still finding even as on the consumer end of the of the equation that the the creative product hasn't always been adapted to as well as it could be to the channel I'm experiencing and the phase in my purchasing cycle. So there is still work to be done between a creative concept and then how that lives in driving um, media execution and business performance. There is, there, is, there is still some work to be done in the industry as I'm experiencing it as a consumer. I don't know if you're feeling the same thing, um, that, that sometimes these messages aren't as tight or as, or as focused as they could be to, to a broad base of consumers, but in the process of, of how they're, how they're executed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also noticing the same things, but 
It actually, uh, for me, it comes down to the three core creative principles in the digital uh, marketing space, which is uh, personalization, contextualization, and dynamic and responsive advertising. So it becomes difficult when you start to look at that because this is when media and creative needs to work uh, together to figure this this out. Uh, and I'm thinking about um, like spaces like TikTok, uh, you know, what's going on there, it's user-generated content. How do you actually plan for this, you know, as you start to produce your creative? It's, it's, it's a fantastic question and it's, I think, one that, that, that many brands and, and agency partners are, are grappling with because simultaneously, you're, you're also starting to get the, the influencer ecosystem of, of you know, in, influencer Martech, right? Whether it's um, humans or, 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 or agencies representing the influencers or, or the UGC space, the user-generated content space. Um, and and there's methods and, and how people are approaching it and how they're how they're engaging it from a from a brand perspective, but it's and I love the way you've put it because brands are are, are oversimplifying it as influencer marketing. It's like we will give them a brief, we will give them the the storyboard, and they must follow it, produce it, and 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 execute it. But in the way brands are showing up today, it's a, it's a, it's a much more authentic and and requires an, an engagement methodology rather than a brief. So, I mean, I've kind of jumped onto one part of your, your, your point around, you, you, I'm talking about the influencer, but you're talking about the platform being TikTok. So, so with us talking about channels such as TikTok, I'm finding that brands and, and agencies are making channel strategies and not necessarily um, like, like a digital marketing framework theory around influencers. So we'll, we'll think about how to, how to go to market with the, with a TikTok idea that that is user generated content, but not necessarily what our what our methodology is around influencers, be it Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever channel these influencers live on. Um, do we have an influencer theory or methodology around our approach? And that that for me is where where we need to maybe be be tightening up or, or thinking as an industry around these things because. Channels have solutions, and they're in essence just another another way of going to to market with media. Um, but we, we need to have a stronger idea um, within brands or or agencies how we theoretically see the construct of influences and, and how we package that for brands and clients. I think yeah, I think what I'm trying to to alter get at, and I think we're both on the same page, is that it's it's no longer sufficient to just produce creative for a chase list uh, and that's when I'm talking about this linear process that's happening and it's been happening for the last decade or so. I'm talking about as a creative and media agency that convergence of looking at creative engineering uh, where, the, where these two infuse together that you're looking at the entire customer journey so, and I'm going to use an example here. So, somebody is on uh, on Instagram. Uh, they see the ad, and then they move into a chatbot experience. They then go through that decision tree um, and make their choice in terms of what they'd like to see or if a product they want to take up. And then that journey then moves into the brand space 
or they can actually um, complete the, the application form or lead form on the platform. So what I'm saying is that where we used to have drop-offs in this consumer journeys, taking them from the ad to different spaces, we're seeing that all happening and converging on the same platform. And, and this creates a new dynamic for both media and creative agencies. And I'm not sure if you're seeing that in your space as well. It's such a fantastic point. Um, and it again talks to the siloed approach. You know, you bring up the chase list. Um, and what's happening is that you, you have creative agency ideating, you have media agency strategizing, creating chase lists for the, for the kind of creative agency to produce for then a media buying specialization to purchase. Those are four, three or four silos in tied, and then they're all driven to different KPIs, deliveries, and obviously profit centers in many cases, especially if, they're, if you've got specific partners in each. And you're now going, the consumer doesn't see it that way. The user experience or the customer experience isn't just your website user interface, isn't just your, your owned media assets that people touch, it's the whole journey. And I love the way you put it in terms of, you know, I start on, on TikTok or Instagram, I experience something, I then, you know, I touch the brand in so many different ways before I enter a, I can even put in those leads in, in you know, um, earned media channels like Facebook, etc. So I'm with you, the, the entire user experience is not about any one component of, 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 a creative agency doesn't have to create an advert and, and end at one point or or just take into account the website landing page or or take into account the influencer. It is the entire end-to-end -end component of, of the creative product. It doesn't start or end. You can't hand over the baton um, of the creative product. It has to there has to be a golden thread through most all the touch points that your consumer is going to engage with you in if you want to actually affect change. So yes, I agree with you, but I think we need to take it a step further. So when you start to look at those type of experiences, and I mentioned chatbots or conversational commerce or social commerce, you need tech behind you to uh, produce that, that environment or that experience. Um, you know, now we're looking at, for example, um, the social commerce, but it's about API integrations, for example. Um, how, how are we geared up for this? So the, I think that the ecosystem for me runs from, from, first of all, we have to imagine it, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm with you in, in terms of the fact that it's, it has to be enabled by something. And the elements, there are products out there that's, that are, are touting that they can kind of do the entire job. And we know them as the, the, the Adobe marketing clouds and the Salesforce products and, and a few others that are, are looking to kind of be the the linchpin that holds that whole environment together all the way from ideation tagging of creative assets to execution engagement segmentation crm uh, performance it has to i agree with you audrey in the fact that it has to be tech enabled we cannot know what is or isn't working if we haven't have don't have an underlying layer of integrated tech that gives us those answers and in the King James world, we see that in particular as stacking tech, so tech stack. But our philosophy within the tech stack space is that it can be multiple software as a service products um, layered on top of each other in an agile manner, right? So it's to say, what are we trying to achieve here in terms of our creative messaging and our, our execution? 
and then going back and saying what tech stacked on top of each other enables us to tell a better story or to understand our impact. And I use the word impact deliberately because everyone talks to performance, performance. Performance is one version of impact. Creative impact may not always result in the performance that we, we talk to in our reports and our KPRs. And so I think we have to understand that when we, when we stack tech properly, we may get impact um, and that will also drive a form of performance on, as, as another layer. Um, but, but on that point, Audrey, it, it's rare that I, I get to have conversations like this with, without a, an agenda. And, and I know that you're very much in the corporate world as well. I would love to hear your view on the stackable tech um, meets like trackability and, and how it's an end-to-end process and what your view is in, in the corporate space and, 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 and how you think this should or, or can come together. Look, I'm seeing that the the huge challenge we're having is not many marketers from a brand perspective or corporate view actually understand what tech stack is being used on the on the media and creative space. So that's a number one issue, right? And then two, um, I don't think we're fully harnessing the capability of the these different tech stacks that you call it, because um, you know we we are inundated with making sure i don't know if we've gone tech crazy but we seem to be investing in all of this tech and i think uh, to your point in terms of impact and effectiveness how are we measuring that because the simple thing i mean you mentioned tagging right um then i'm going to add naming taxonomy to it because it's it's about yeah having a consistent naming taxonomy whatever you're using because how are you going to join the dots how are you going to actually measure success of your creative and because now you i mean i'm even going to go into the space of dynamic creative because you're producing so much of assets you don't know which assets going to work best so if somebody is blindedly doing that i'm going to ask people to say, to stop and rethink what they're doing because without proper taxonomy the tagging and the tagging cannot be done in isolation of the brand being part of that tagging yeah. process so you need uh, dev people you need dev skills on the you need a, a proper ad ops team to support from a media space, you need the dev team from a brand space. So you need to almost build out this process and this value chain out because behind the scenes, there's so much of different things that need to be considered to make that campaign a success. So I think the dynamics have changed. It's becoming more complex. So I'm not sure how it works in your environment. Do you have like a proper, I'm sure you have, proper dev support but now bringing in the creative into this uh, tagging and measurement um, analytics world is also important so i'm seeing a trend towards creative agents getting more smarter in terms of how they use Mm. the data how they use the insights how they actually start to tell the story that um, they're bringing in the science into the art of advertising so that's the trend I'm seeing. Oh. Wow. Okay, we need to spend more time together because everything you said I absolutely resonate with and I would, <laughs> I don't think the podcast has enough time for us to discuss mm-hmm. these things. Um, it is 
it is agencies getting smarter. So they're applying this layer. Another thing that I, I'm seeing, and I, uh, it's, it, there's an operational lens that still has to be applied to this. There is quite a lot of process and operation that needs to go into executing this. And it's, it's beyond just pro, uh, content production and it's, it's, it's tech enablement production. Um, but it's also, it's starting to go outside the realm of the CMO. So this now starts to touch business. And, and again, Hayden spoke about business experience, right? These things stop being a function of marketing. It starts to, it starts to need the integration of CTOs, CIOs, CMOs, CDOs, all the acronyms under the sun, because the enablement of, of these solutions to achieve, um, uh, to, to, make, to make the investment and the tech investment make sense requires deeper integration into the business. And so, yes, agencies are getting smarter it's got, and it's taking time. Businesses are getting smarter and creating new functions and hybrid roles and, and breaking down silos. And this is all, I think this goes back to the conversation of digitization or digitalization of business, is that all these silos, I mean, in, in 10 years from now, I think we'll be having a very different conversation. This will be like, this will be like, yes, of course, that makes, everyone knows that. But right now, I think the conversation we're having is very much where it's moving. So I'm entirely allowed. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, Anna, and I mean, um, when you even speak about tech and you mentioned GMP up front, um, GMP has a creative studio. And I'm just thinking how mm. many of the creative agencies use um, that uh, tech um, or um, product suite to actually do more agile, dynamic creative. Um, and I see creative agency using tools like or software like Canva. I mean, Canva's use, doing some phenomenal stuff in terms of making sure that, and I spoke about personalization, contextualization, relevancy to, right. to the consumer. But we need to be more agile. So, I mean, another aspect that I found frustrating in the past is that uh, we we often lose opportunities because of that production cycle taking so long to produce and because right. digital was always at the back end of the production cycle which was first TV then you do your radio and outdoor and stuff and then digital and then digital digital ended up being in a few social media posts and uh, banner ads and maybe some search you know keywords uh, whereas now we need to maybe think about it in the planning phase because of what's required and uh, how many different variables right. are at play. How do you then become more agile in your production cycle? So Audrey, the challenge I'm seeing um, is that sometimes the tech becomes the band-aid for what is maybe not an automation or a tech solution, right? Banner-wise, Canva, um, you know, the, the, the Google Creative Studio, the dynamic creatives and the ability to create, you know, put seven, put 10 different variables in and get 9,000 different solutions for, for, for you know, A-B testing media creative. It's, it's, it, it all sounds very good, but I always go back to the fact that there's supposed to be a really strong, powerful creative message behind this, right? If it's, if it's creatively informed. And so sometimes we're trying, I, I see that we're using tech as the, the band-aid to, to show, and, 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 and you're, you're right, it answers some needs of quick production uh, or production at scale or customization of production. 
but at the same time we sometimes so it, and it does have its place it has been shown to be very effective there are case studies and, and and reports that show that you get higher engagement through dynamic creative or targeted creative um but i do believe that with that on the you know there's two sides to a coin on the other side of the coin we may be losing the creative quality in the dynamic creative execution so there's still a balance to be found there um, but businesses do have to be applying these tools because that's how they're going to move at scale and do hyper-customization or hyper-targeting. Um, I just still worry about the creative product in the process. No, 100% hear your, your concerns, uh, and which are valid. Um, I also think, yeah, I mean, they, there's, uh, there's a huge gap in terms of uh, creative agencies being more innovative, uh, being more agile, being uh, cognizant of the user experience, of uh, using the tech appropriately. I still don't think that we fig figured this out as an industry as yet. I mean, uh, like you said, these conversations are happening. The timing is perfect right now. Um, and who's to say another two years down the line, things are going to change. But not to add another dynamics into the mix, we, we're also looking at data privacy. We're looking at a cookie-less world on how we measure the success or impact of our media effectiveness. All of that is at play, and we're trying to now juggle all those balls and trying to say, you know, what is the, the ideal uh, new world or new era of advertising going to look like because it's going to look completely different and from where I'm sitting I'm thinking that we should start on a clean slate and if we had an opportunity uh, you know I'm and I'm going to just put it out there and ask you what would be the top three things you would change right now to pivot past this tipping point okay so as you was as you were kind of framing those points, the one I wanted to say, my, my first one is we mustn't confuse the concept of innovation with with digital enablement or digital product. So, and, and I'm even seeing some award entries into, into some of the latest digital awards. Um, people are being rewarded for innovation for the sake of saying, you know, we apply different tech but at the same time, there's there's no real. Uh, I'm I'm not necessarily always seeing an application of, of the 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 assessment and the rigor, of of how well that was done and to what end. So sometimes we're innovating for the sake of innovation, and, and I guess that's the purpose of innovation to an extent. But I think there's a, a case in business to be to be answered that the markets are being told innovate, innovate, and they're going cool. I'll apply tech and I'll I'll I'll, I'll buy all the stack and I will. Do all the things that that say I'm um, innovating, but at the same time, there's there's still a question of hold on, what are we selling? How are we messaging that? How are we packaging that? And how are we measuring the impact? Um, so that's my first point. The second one I would I would want to address is that um, tech doesn't always have to take a year and a half. Big tech solutions don't always have to take a year and a half to implement, and they don't always have to cost businesses. Um, millions or tens of millions of rands. There are ways to iterate if you're a small or medium-sized entity and you want to you want to iterate into the space of of performance digitization and scale or, or or playing any of these games. There are many solutions that if you started to stack intelligently, you could be quite disruptive. So I think sometimes people feel that they are disenfranchised or disempowered because they don't have the budgets. 
to 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 play in the space. But I, I believe anyone can because of the the software as a service solutions available to them. And and the third is um, to to look at your media and your creative as a flywheel process and not a linear end-to-end process. Um, this handing the baton and saying my job is done in any stage of creation, production, execution, and reporting needs to turn more into a flywheel. That's my third, my, that's my third kind of major point that I, I think needs to change. And everyone stays in the process and doesn't go, you know, let me know when the next brief comes in or let me know when you get the media budget or let me know when the chase list is finalized. It should be an integrated process that feeds on itself all the time. Yeah, good point. I would just add a comment to that. I think what's important in terms of what you mentioned, I think your last point was around everyone stays in that process instead of just treating it as a campaign. So you switch on switch off there needs to be continuity in that process as well and what's important is that the the creative teams that are working on a specific account needs to stay close to the business challenges the business goals understanding the dynamics of a business because and even understanding the dynamics of the consumer and how do you f- continuously feed those insights back to your teams that's working on that account because for me, that's that's really critical because you can't divorce it and treat it almost like a process every time you start and end a campaign. You need to be immersed into that world or that that uh, client, which which also, I think, creates a challenge on, on your side, right? I guess my analogy, and, and, and I've been watching a, a fair amount of athletics lately. I watched the, the 4 by 100 meter relay. And, and everyone just has one job to do, right? You run your 100 and you make sure you don't drop the baton. I feel sometimes that's the agency process. And then you've just got to watch that. You, do, you watch the process to its end, but no one kind of huddles after after the race and works out what happened and how you run it better next time, right? Mm. Um, and I think we even we, 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 we put that onto project managers. And, and so the processes go around, but... I think that's my analogy is we have to have a better process around our, our 400 meter, 4 by 100 meter medley. No, definitely. So, Ryan, finally, if you have to summarize this conversation using the philosophy of the 20 mile march, can we still wing it? Let's <laughs> throw that one in. <laughs> yeah, you, okay, you read, you read some of, my, some of my, my content and thought leadership pieces. I do. Um, we, we, we can. If, if we think too big, then I believe that there is no incremental growth. If we think in that 20-mile march philosophy of kind of have, and I think it's another challenge when, we, when you go to enablement. And again, if I, if I pull on the, 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 the cast you did with, with Marcel, he said like doing, his words were the vegetables, his philosophy was the vegetables and the dessert, right? And, and what I loved about that is I, I think sometimes it's, it's going, what can I do with what I have in, in the short term? Have I even done my analytics right? Have I even got my UTM tags in place? Do I even know what a UTM is? Mm-hmm. Have I got my taxonomy right? Forget the bigger moving parts of how I put this into the, the end goal of an end-to-end CRM single, single view of customer. Just start with the, with the literally the, 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 the one miles, the, the, in, in, the one mile incremental movements. And that should be the focus of, of many marketing departments because I'm sitting with clients that are talking about that end goal and we are not necessarily seeing 
that our in, incremental individual movements are taking us to the right place. So uh, I still believe that that's my focus. I would rather do less better because that's how we're going to achieve um, long-term relationship performance. Yes, I, I agree that the foundation that you set up is fundamentally uh, required for success. And uh, I think there's a, still a lot more education required for the industry. Yeah, I'm definitely. Okay, Ryan, thank you so much. I think this is just the beginning of these types of conversation. There's so much more I think we, you and I can talk about with regards to the convergence of creative and media and uh, the longer term impact. So I'm looking forward to taking this offline. Thanks so much, Audrey. This was really fantastic and, and we will be doing a coffee soon. Okay, cool. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at TalkDigitalZA.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.